Welcome back. I am here with Patty Oliver, an energy healer. Patty, welcome. Thank you so much, Sean, for having me. It's lovely to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you. So I want to talk about Reiki, but I want to first understand how you got into all this stuff. <laughs> well, I got into it in a very indirect way. I like to say that I never intended to set out to be an energy healer. It found me when I was ready and when I made certain choices to take my power back, as I like to say. Yeah, explain more explain about that it. resonates a, a little bit with me. But Okay, all right. So what happened was, see, I help people with this now. People come to me and say, I'm stuck. I can't get out of these negative patterns. I can't create abundance. What? How can you help me? And I just happen to have my own backstory on that. So it started back in uh, 2007, I, I like to say, when I had a aha moment. And that was that I was diagnosed with breast cancer, an aggressive form of breast cancer at age 41. I had two young kids. And I was actually not surprised when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And, and the reason I say that is because... I had spent my life being the quintessential people pleaser. I would always put other people first. Part of it is my personality. Part of it is my upbringing. But I always would put everyone else first. What do you want to do? What will make mm. you happy? And let's focus on that. My needs can come second. That's okay. That was my approach. And, you know, that puts a certain vibration out to the universe to align with people who want to be put first. And <laughs> yeah, those right? people are are fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm definitely not a people pleaser, but I am a job comes first. You get the job done no matter what, but it attracts the same person. Well, and we attract what we are. We're going to, we can talk about the energy flow of things once I got mm -hmm. into energy healing and un understood this more. And so being that way, I questioned myself a lot. I limited my own empowerment. I kept my voice to myself. I didn't speak my truth. And I was nervous a lot. I was um, unsure of myself a lot. And all of those are negative, heavier energies, right? So I just went about my life, well, thinking this is the way it should be. And I've been divorced. I've also been widowed. And I had a lot of that grief and trauma in my life, right? And we all have some type of experience like that. And then my most recent relationship was very much, in my opinion, power over, which I allowed, right? Mm -hmm. I allowed that. And so I would suffer through these emotionally. I would be awake at night and I would be in a high state of anxiety. And I would tell myself, I need to stop this. I'm going to make myself sick. And one day I became just very exhausted. I mean, unusually exhausted to a point where I was depleted. Sleep didn't help. I mean, I really even said to a friend of mine, I think there's something seriously wrong with me. And then <clears throat> suddenly the universe, again, and this is before I got into energy work, was telling me breast cancer. It showed up in my news feeds. It showed up in my articles I was reading. People were talking to me about it left and right. I had someone call me out of the blue to start talking about breast cancer. I mean, it was just uncanny. Mm -hmm. 
And then I started dropping things out of my right hand and the tumor was way up in my underarm and I didn't know it at the time, but I would just randomly drop things, break things. What is going on? It's like my body was talking to me. And I rolled over in bed one night. I felt under my arm and I found a lump. I said, there it is. I knew it. And so I had gone to my doctor. They didn't even believe me. I could have stopped there. But finally went to ultrasound and they said, well, yes, we we have some bad news. You have breast cancer. So I'm like, okay, well, let's do this thing, right? And while I was going through chemo, which I don't wish on anybody, (laughs) and I did opt for a radical surgery. I had a double mastectomy because I just, it was a a rare form and not a lot of treatments. So I just, just take it. And then I'm like, I need to make myself happy. Mm -hmm. I've got to do this. And now is the time. And even though I had two young kids and everything, I'm like, I need to do this. So I actually decided that I needed to have a career of my own while I could still be mom. And I actually decided on skincare. So I put myself through night school after I healed from the the surgery and the chemo, opened a spa in, in my very small town. And a month later, right after I opened, I received what I would call a synchronicity. Okay. We talked about this when we were offline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I received a, a call one night very last minute from someone who said, hey, uh, we're having a networking uh, meeting and we'd like you to come. And I'm all about the networking thing. And it was late at night. It was dark. And I'm thinking, you know, I have all these reasons to not go. I thought this was weird the way it came in. I don't even know this person. How do they even get my number? You know, so I'm like, "I, I need to go. This just was an odd sign. And there were only five of us there. And the goal was to meet with each other to get to know each other's businesses so that we could refer business to one another. And the last person that I met with was a Reiki master. And I had never heard of Reiki. Mm -hmm. And we were supposed to just spend a little time talking. And I'm like, what is Reiki? Is it a massage? And, And he was this nice guy. He said, oh, no, I'm going to put my hands on you and I'm going to heal you with energy. I thought, what? You yeah, know, for somebody I, coming from corporate, it's like, okay. <laughs> never, yeah, and I've been, you know, came from corporate, right? And I, I was into spiritual stuff. I'd seen mediums. I thought it was fun, but I just never, ever thought I would ever go there, right? I thought, what are you talking about? Highly skeptical. He's like, well, let me show you, you know? And and so he, you know, can I, can I put my hands near you? And I'm like, yeah, there's some residual pain from the surgery. Why don't you know, work on that? And I'm sitting there going, this is just crazy. But the next day, I was blown away with how good I felt. I was vibrant. I was energized. Oh, my goodness. I have to look into this. This fits with my mission of the the, business that I opened, which was wanting to help people feel good about themselves through and in my mode of choice with skincare and skincare treatment. I've already got someone on the table. I should do this energy healing thing. But I'm like, how am I going to do that? I got two young kids. I'm not going to have the time to do that. And I'm way out in the middle of nowhere. So no joke, like a week later, I was out at some random park I've never been to before to 
entertain my kids. And there's this bulletin board and there's this little piece of paper on a small corner of the bulletin board says, get certified in Reiki in your town. I mean, like, no joke. Right. Like, wow. Okay. So I looked into it and I was skeptical the entire time. But there's three levels to most Reiki modalities. And so I, I started with level one and I started adding some energy healing on at the end of each treatment with their permission. And the results that I was getting for people was amazing. And, and when I, you say results, mm -hmm. how do you measure the results? Or how do you? Well, yeah, that's a good question because it's energy flow, right? So the basis behind Reiki is that you are like a conduit for vital force energy. And the concept behind vital force energy is that we were always receiving energy as a soul in a human body while we're in our physical experience. It vitalizes the physical body and allows us to function and to be human and have our experience. So it enters the physical body and enters into the subtle body system, which is the chakras system. And these chakras, it's called subtle because you can't see them, measure them at all from a scientific or medical standpoint. But these are energy centers that take in energies, vital force energy, and disperses it to the parts of the body that that chakra is in charge of, if you will. So there are seven main chakras of the physical body, at least in certain cultures, there's seven chakras of the physical body. And it disperses energy to that part of the body. It rules. And we are in charge of how we use our energy because we come in with free will. Okay? And so our decisions that we make and the actions that we take, because they all have a vibrational resonance, affect the flow of our energy, which is meant to flow freely through each of the seven chakras. And that's what maintains good health. And through our choices, which we can either make one of two choices, either one that serves us or one that doesn't, is those choices that don't serve us that can create blocked energy at any one chakra. Now, not everyone that does Reiki is really focused on the chakra system. I am, because that's my scientific, if you will. <laughs> it's my measurement. It's the non-woo that I try to always find. It's yeah, like it's, that it's, makes it's, it's, it's how you try to ground it. Yeah, that's how you ground yes. it. Yes. It's like I, I need a non-woo. And even though it's still energy, it's like I, I, this makes sense to me. Right. So I focus heavily on the chakra system. So it can create a block at any one chakra if we hold enough negative energy for any length of time, which we usually do unconsciously and subconsciously, or we bury it or we put it aside or like, oh, I can deal with that. Or, right, that's not important. But the energy knows and the soul and the spirit knows. And so when that energy becomes blocked, it can create dis-ease of some sort in the physical body. And then that it branches out into all other life areas if we don't deal with it. So as an energy healer and using of Reiki, I call upon vital force energy. It comes through me and into my hands. And then I can disperse that into the person that I'm working on to break up blocks, to move stuck energy, things like that. Okay. Now, and, go ahead. Where does the concept of Reiki come from? Like which 
historical tradition? Is it Indian, Japanese? Japanese, Mikhail Yasui. He was like the founder of the original source of Reiki. The story is, is that he went up on a mountain to try to resolve and was bestowed with this gift of Reiki. And then he brought it into his own medical practice and added that to his medical practice as a form of healing and saw positive results from it, that people were healing in ways that he wasn't able to heal entirely with medical. And then he started teaching it and then it branched out from there. And then it came across the United States and then it's branched out from there. Okay, so you're then, focused on the seven chakra system. I do personally, yeah. It, yeah, I'm just trying to get us back to where you were going before I interrupted you. Oh, Sorry. no, that's okay. Oh, no, no, I love that. I love that. So I act as that conduit for energy healing. And so when I say that your original question was, how do you measure the results that you get for people? And of course, as you can imagine, it's highly individual, right? It's mm-hmm. very subjective. But People are able to, sometimes they actually uh, feel a lot of energy moving through them when they're on the table during a treatment. It's not, some people don't feel anything. Some people just go into an incredibly relaxed state. Other people can feel the movement of energy as it becomes unblocked. I can sense it. I started becoming very intuitive. I would sense where I needed to stop and work on their energy field and then move it through. And they were just able to either receive new clarity about how they can address their issues in their life. They were able to receive some emotional healing or just able to deal with things in a way that they weren't able to before. And they became unstuck over time. And I had more and more people that would come to me for Reiki over time that I needed to make a decision. What am I going to do? I I need to choose one or the other. Mm -hmm. So after about five years, and I also started teaching uh, Reiki, I decided to focus full time on the energy healing and I sold off the other side of the business. And once I got into that full time, that's when things got really interesting in terms of my uh, intuition and my ability to bring more healing to people. Now, how does a session work? How does a session work? Mm -hmm. I don't do it so much anymore. So I have to how did did I do that? (laughs) I would have them fill out a form and saying, you know, what is it that you would like to focus on and, and what's your area of concern? And then I would kind of, for me personally, I would put that aside because I really liked the more intuitive approach. I mean, what they're experiencing as an issue could just be a symptom of something else in my opinion. Probably most likely is, right? Right. And so I didn't want to just go, oh, okay, you have problems with your feet. Well, let me work on your feet. Well, thank goodness sakes, it could be something else. So I I said, okay, all right, I've got that and we're going to put it aside. And I would just usually connect with my guides and my inner guidance and then kind of connect to their energy field and just start. And I would either place my hands 
on them. And in most states, you have to have some type of a physical body license to actually touch someone during Reiki. But I also would also ask, is it okay if I put my hands on you? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you can hover and it's just as effective. It does not matter if you're physically touching or, or hovering. I, I get excellent results either way. Same with the client. And I just start feeling in their energy and getting an impression either physically or in my mind's eye. And I would just start asking for healing for their highest good. And it's not like I have to know. And, you know, I would work on some people and I would not get any kind of intuitive hit, but they would have an amazing experience. So it's not about me. As a matter of fact, I need to get myself out of the way. I'm just the conduit. Mm-hmm. And I just ask that they receive what they need in that moment for their highest good. And I never had anybody not have a positive experience, knock on wood. And sometimes they would talk during their sessions. They would say that they're feeling things, they're seeing colors in their mind's eye, even if they're not of that way, you know, right. they weren't even spiritual or anything. They're like, I'm seeing that, or I'm now this thought is coming up, or I have this memory coming up that I haven't had in decades. Why is that coming up? And I said, well, it must be, it's coming up for a reason because we're healing. So why don't you tell me about it? Some do, some don't. And it's, again, it's not necessary that they do. And I respect wherever they want to go with that. And sometimes it would take multiple sessions. It just depends on their comfort level and what they're doing with the energy that they receive. And then that's how most of those sessions would go. And then sometimes I would even work in their aura. I would step back and work a little further, just whatever I felt they needed intuitively at the time. Now, and, do people come to you for mm-hmm. physical issues? almost exclusively, or do they come to you for psychological or just life issues? All, yes, all of the above. Yes, yes. And especially with now, and the concept with the physical body issue is that what I have found through my energy healing work is that the physical body is the last to manifest negativity. And again, negativity, it's not judgmental because it's What's negative for you is going to be different than negative for me. We're highly individual and we're all on a different journey. Whatever we're not dealing with that's not serving to us, and we all know what that is to ourselves, it doesn't just go away, right? I always say avoidance is the worst tactic and strategy to take on, right? Don't ever avoid, because that's, I think, what I did is I avoided. I said, well, I'm doing okay. Uh, It's all right. I can put myself second. I can be in a state of anxiety. It's okay. And then I turn out with breast cancer. Now, not that all that leads to breast cancer or cancer. I don't ever want to go there. But I think for me, it was very true because, okay, going back to the chakras for a minute, breast cancer is a fourth chakra issue. And the fourth chakra is the heart chakra. And from a biological standpoint, it rules the lungs, the breasts, that area. And the heart chakra is all about self-love first and how we feel about ourselves from an energetic perspective, self-worth, self-love, and then how we feel about ourselves gets reflected in all of our relationships. 
right? So if you hold lack of self-worth, then you're going to attract relationships that uphold the fact that you have lack of self-worth. It can't be any other way, right? I'm sorry to ask you this question. It's a simple question for you. For uh-huh. me, I'm just fascinated by this. Could you walk the audience through exactly what you just did for the fourth chakra for all seven chakras? Sure, sure. So the seventh chakra is the top of the chakra. It's the crown chakra. It is the one that is our, and they have many functions, each of them, but it's mostly our divine connection, our sense of spirituality. It's also our sense of empowerment. You know, if we're going to set goals for ourselves, we utilize that chakra. If we're going to take action for ourselves, we would use energies from that chakra. And understanding that everything is more than just cause and effect, that everything happens for a higher purpose. It's all those types of energies that we would use there. And then we have the third eye chakra, which is the sixth chakra. It's in the middle of the forehead. And as you can imagine, third eye, that immediately speaks to your intuition, which we all have, and we all can tune into. It's like, in my opinion, like a muscle that you can flex. You just got to trust it and practice with it, which is what I did through Reiki. I didn't know, but it awoken that in me. And then, but we also use it for our truth, our personal truth, our beliefs, how we think our clarity, our purpose, our path, all of that is, in, and it operates and it rules the the forehead and the upper, the back of the head, and even down into here, into the ears, things like that. And then we have the fifth chakra, which is the throat chakra. And that is the chakra that we use for communication. Of course, both internal and external. And by internal, I mean the self talk what do we tell ourselves how do we speak to ourselves do we speak in a loving way do we speak in an accepting way because that's going to be reflected in how we speak outward and then outwardly are you speaking your truth or do you speak what you think people want to hear all of those types of energies are held there what about (laughs) people like me who who cannot cannot not not reflect their truth and not say what's on their minds Well, I would say you're very fifth chakra driven, and I think you're very also sixth chakra driven. You're a warrior for the truth. That is a gift that you have, and then you want to communicate that. And we all have different strengths. I mean, we all have capability of all of our chakras, but we're usually strong in one or maybe two. And then that's how we're meant to create our abundance while we're here through those strengths that we've been given. I think um, it's gotten more you know, more trouble than abundance, but... <laughs> well, and you know what? See, that's for you to manage. And we learn yeah. as humans through trial and error, right? And if I speak this, what, do, what kind of result? do I get? If I do this, what kind of result do I get? Do I want this one? Do I want that one? And we don't think about it that literally, but that's actually how it works here. We're, we, we come in as a soul and a body to learn to create in the, at the physical level through our free will, through our choices. And then we either learn from our choices or not <laughs> and make a new choice. <clears throat> and that's how we live and we grow. So 
And you do, like you said, you learn. It's like, well, that got me in trouble. So maybe I shouldn't go there. Maybe I should do this. I don't know. And then we have the fourth chakra, like I described. And then we have the third chakra, which is the solar plexus chakra. That's the middle of the body. And that's our confidence and our personal power and our will and how we assert ourselves in the world and where we think we fit in the world. We will use that chakra to determine those things and make choices from that regard. And then we have the second chakra, which is the sacral chakra, and just below the navel. And that's the chakra we use for our, of course, sexual energies, but also our creative energies. That's our abundance center. When we want to manifest money or manifest joy or health or whatever, we really use that second chakra. How we operate in the world, we operate with integrity and being able to support ourselves and be self-reliant. A lot of that is there between the second and the third chakra. And then we have the first chakra, which is at the base of the spine. It's the root chakra. And as it sounds, it speaks to our sense of rootedness. How connected are we to ourselves, to other people, to our physical experience that we sign up for? Do we feel safe? Do we feel secure? Are we nourished? Do we feel part of a cohesive unit? All of those things are there. And then that energy gets grounded literally into the earth. And that's how that energy is supposed to freely move. And then it goes back around and that's how the energy flows ideally. So if, as you can imagine from that description, if any negativity is there, it can then eventually, if we don't deal with it, create physical ailments. You know, we can have migraines at the seventh chakra if we aren't being empowered enough or if we're questioning our divine connection long enough we can have issues with, with the sixth chakra physically there's a throat issues there i described the fourth chakra sometimes you can look at physical disease in part by which chakra it stems from and say okay well i understand what that chakra is and i, I know how i would use that energy have i been doing that like lots of stomach issues and digestive issues, of course, are the solar plexus, that third chakra. And have I had a loss of confidence? And does that equate to all of the digestive issues I'm having? Now, I'm not a medical doctor. So I always say, use common sense. You want to seek medical advice. This is just kind of another way of trying to think through. Because again, so much of what we do is unconscious or subconscious. So we want to start bringing awareness to our choices, which is hard to do. We don't like to do it. It makes us uncomfortable. And well, that means I have to make change. And I don't know if I want to make change. So that self-awareness, that self-discovery is really critical for maintaining balance. And then because it's like, I just need to make a new choice. So yes, people would come to me with physical issues, mental, emotional, life challenges, relationship problems, money problems, blah, 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 you, you know, and it would start to open their awareness through something like energy healing. And a lot of people that came to me had never had energy work done before. They just knew that whatever else they were working on wasn't helping them enough. They wanted more. And they're like, I heard this thing about energy healing, and I know you do Reiki, and I don't know if I know much about it, but I want to try it. I get a lot of 
those types of people that had come to see me when I first was starting my business 13, 12, people, 13 years ago. How do people respond the first time that they go through it? Like, is it an open up a new awareness or well, is it like cleaning out? Is <laughs> it like cleaning out a toilet that hadn't been cleaned out in like 30 years, like that sort of thing? Or is like it like a roto rooter? Yeah, um, yeah. It's like, it's like, some, it's like stoppages and buildup is kind of what I'm trying to get at. For some, yes. Yes. And, and like I said, some people were really amazed that they could feel things, that they could see something in their mind's eye, why they had their eyes closed and I was working on them, why they might have a memory coming up. For those people who weren't familiar with energy work, that was a, an interesting surprise for them. Mm -hmm. And then the people who were familiar with energy work wanted some of that because they couldn't get there on their own. So it really just, it was very individual. It just depended on who they were, where they were at in their own journey, whether it was a spiritual journey or not, and their own healing, and then their willingness to make change in their life. Okay, so you got training on initially on level one. Yes. You had to make this decision between you know selling your old salon business and yes. starting this Reiki business. Back to your kind of life story, where, where does this all fit in? Yeah. So again, I, I would never have sought out to do energy work for a living ever. But when I was going through the chemo and the healing and I made an intention and everything is intention because everything is energy. Again, I know this looking back. I didn't know that at mm -hmm. the time, but I definitely knew at the time I need to take my power back. And I would even say that to myself. I need to take my power back and I want to go back to work, but I want to do it in a way, something that I enjoy, that's going to be mine and that I feel good about. And I did a lot of soul searching and like I said, came upon this idea of the skincare. And I think that when I was ready, and I think the universe knew, well, Patty's going to have to do it her way. And when we're ready, we're going to float this in and see what she does with it. Because that's what synchronicities are, right? It's like, it's that, okay, what you're really going to be good at and where your gift is really going to take off is with energy healing. So we're going to drop that in and see what, what she does with that. Because it was very random and very out of left field. And I like to tell people, Nothing is random. And especially if something is out of left field, you want to follow up on it because that is a message from your guides, from your higher self, that this is something that would benefit you either to work on to clear because it's in your way or as a next adventure on your journey because it's time. And that's why I just thought I had that nagging feeling that I need to do this. And I'm so glad I did. And I could have just left it. At that. I could have just said, oh, that was an interesting Reiki session and never did anything with it. But I was so compelled. And then, like I said, that a couple of weeks later, I mean, the, this little piece of, I wasn't even looking for it. This little piece of paper on a bulletin board gets certified in Reiki. I'm like, my goodness, it could not be any more obvious. 
that mm -hmm. I need to be following up on this. And I was highly skeptical the whole time. So, and it doesn't matter, in my opinion, if you're skeptical, it's that you do it, that you set an intention. So my intention was, I intend, uh, right? Take my power back, do something I enjoy, show me, what should I be doing? So I was very open to receiving that message and following through on it. And it just, it changed my entire life. It changed obviously my business, but the trajectory of, of where I would go because I moved into higher levels of Reiki and then into other forms of energy healing because of that. So it changed right, my gonna, life. I'm <laughs> going to ask a relatively personal question, but uh -huh. you can choose to answer it or not. So when you're moving from a business that is very conventional, you can relatively predictable. You can predict how many clients you're going to have. You can predict what the capacity of the salon is going to be at any given time. Yep. And then you decide to make this leap to becoming an energy healer. Yes. How did you handle the fear of like just running out of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was two parts. I was married at the time and there was a second income and I was very appreciative of that. But at the same time, it was a personal mission of mine to become financially independent and to mm -hmm. make my own way because that was just what was important to me. And it was a leap of faith. And I did have people looking at me sideways, like, why would you ever stop this revenue stream? Because it was a good revenue stream. And these are the moments where you can't really explain. It's not logical. And that's the, the thing about the spiritual realm is that a lot of times it's not logical. It is a leap of faith. It's a knowing that you have. And I just to me, being logical, being straightforward, non-woo, <laughs> I just said, I can't not do this. The signs are there. I got more business than I can handle from this. Actually, let me back up for a second, too. I put it out to the universe, actually, when I was debating internally, do I sell, do I not, do I sell, do I not? And I put it out there. I said, if I am meant to sell, Bring it on because I don't know how to do this. And again, being very non-woo and linear, I'm like, well, how am I gonna, do I have to advertise this? And who's going to come way out here to buy this? I mean, all those things, right? I'm like, I'm just going to set it out to the universe. If you're, you guys know, bring it on. No joke. This was I, four days later, four days later, I had a, a gal walk into my salon for a skincare treatment. She had come to me several times before as a skincare person. She was on the table and she said, if you ever wanted to sell your business, I'd love to buy it from you. <laughs> I said, what? I, I mean, I was just blown away. We had never had the conversation, never once that I ever thought she was interested in, just out of the blue. And I thought, oh, Okay. All right. And it went smoothly. It was a piece of cake. I mean, it could not have gone any easier. And again, I believe that that is a sign when you're meant to do something and it works out. How can you not? And 
once I, I sold that and I got more full time into the energy healing, it, it was crickets for a little while. I mean, it would be honest. It's like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> well, how long? How long's a little while? Inquiring minds would know. It's like a month, a year, uh, five years. Uh, not five years. I I, no, I didn't wanna, think so. I mean, after um, five years, <laughs> I want to say it was probably a good six months before I really got booked out. Okay. But it was a little nerve wracking for because I'm like, see, oh yeah, that's a nerve wracking <laughs> six months. But it's it's also not. It's not too long to make it difficult, right? Right. And, you know, I did kind of have to say, I guess if this doesn't work out, I guess I can always go back. I mean, but, you know, I never thought that, Sean, and I'm a very logical person and I like to see things and I like to know what's coming. But there have been several moments in my life where I'm like, it's going to be fine. And I kind of was that way. And it just started slowly taking off. And then that's when I started to get really intuitive, but I didn't know that until I really started diving into this work full time. And that was pretty, pretty exciting. And how many years have you been doing this? Is I think you said 2007 is when. That's when I had breast cancer. So I've been, so that was 15 years. So I'm 13 years. This year will be 13 years, I think. Not great with math. <laughs> I think it's 13 years as an energy healer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what sorts of folks would you recommend come to get energy healing via Reiki? Like if they're having issues? Well, in my opinion, energy healing is a, a great complement to absolutely anything. I mean, it does no harm. If it's not your thing, like I said, you don't necessarily have to believe in it for it to work. And I've had lots of skeptics that I've converted <laughs> through energy work. But anything, anytime that you are feeling stuck, energy work is a wonderful complement to what you're already doing. It helps because, in my opinion, it really gets to the root cause a lot faster than maybe you could on your own. Or maybe you know it, but you're not willing to say or accept that that's the root cause and then you have someone who and everyone's different it's you know all people who do reiki are have their own style their own energies they bring their own talents to the session and sometimes people have a bad experience and they don't ever want to do it again maybe it was just a misaligned relationship maybe you weren't ready for that then but that now you are i mean it's kind of one of those decisions that that you want to make but it's very gentle simple all you have to do is relax and work with the energies that are moving through you like i said it does no harm now if somebody's interested in the topic in energy healing how can folks find you and by the way what you just what you're about to tell me will be in the links below (laughs) yes on my website now i don't do direct reiki anymore but i do work it into my other forms of energy work that i've done since then so i have a website it's pattyoliver.com p-a-t-t-y oliver.com i am also on social media so it's patty oliver energy healer on facebook and instagram and you can get to know me that way. You can message me there on my website and get the conversation started. All right, Patty. 
It was an absolute pleasure. And I look very much forward to talking to you about another topic that I have never proposed to my audience before. Awesome. Which is the Akashic Records. So I'll see you on the next episode. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this video, please click on like, subscribe, and the notification button so that you're alerted anytime I post something new. Oh, my God.